Welcome to the Packers Brothers Podcast. We are all part of one big Packer family. You can find the Packer Brothers on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts. Anywhere you find podcasts, you will find the Packer Brothers. We are here with you on a Tuesday morning. Jared was a little sick last night. Passed out on me. So he's here. He's endearing. He's fighting through it. I do it for you. I know what it was. What? I know what's wrong with you. It was that Super Bowl. That was bad. It was it made you sick. <laughs> I didn't even get to finish it. You could stand two halves of it in one half and you were done. No, had enough. If we would have been in that, we would have won it. I agree. I think we would have too, but unfortunately we didn't get that shot. Um, yeah, so you only watched one half of it? Uh, bits and pieces, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, I was in and out of it the whole first half, and then I was about done so for the second half. I did get to see the halftime show, which was really cool. You liked it? I did. The oh, weekend I didn't. killed it. You think that? Oh, I thought it was really like like basic, I guess, for best. I think it was bad. A better term. But I like the weekend, so. I like the weekend too, but. Like when he was on that selfie stick with all the mirrors in that mirror room. Yeah, it was awkward. It was so annoying. Awkward. I was like, who, who approved this? This is terrible. There was so many memes out there. Yeah. Like so. what my food sees in the microwave when I'm <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's a good one. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with the halftime show or the or the game itself. Um, I was... Uh, I love football, so I watched, and I was hoping to get a really good game. Didn't even oh, get that. You would have thought, man. Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady. Yeah, it was really disappointing. They made it look easy, like so easy. And with the way – who knows? It'll probably, it might have been a different game if it was the Packers versus the Chiefs because the Packers don't have the, the Tampa the defense. Bay defense. Yeah, which Tampa Bay defense was the – was the MVP of that game. It wasn't really Tom Brady. No. It was the Tampa Bay D. That defense so, got him there. Yeah. That de- wasn't that, for that. The defense won that game. If it wasn't. Um, I mean. They, go ahead. Everyone hated on Rodgers for choking, whatever they wanted to say. But look how well Pat Mahomes did in the Chiefs. They didn't have the offensive line we had in that Tampa Bay defense. I think that's what it was, though. Um, I don't really, I don't really fault Mahomes at all mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl because those tackles were terrible. No, it's just the way the narrative is always wrote. Rodgers got shunned, and then Pat Mahomes, it's okay because it's Pat Mahomes. He left it all out there on the field. Yeah, you're gonna have that. That'll never stop. Okay. Just like the whole Tom Brady thing, he's getting all the praise right now. I mean, he did have a, a good game. He did, but, but he had a lot of opportunities to. He score had, some he had some overthrows. He got a lot of help penalties. He, he got two more of the uh, uncatchable balls, man. Yeah, not even like those are like his fault. He didn't ask for them. Right. He still got them. So it's not like they were so efficient at moving the ball down the field, which I guess they were. They weren't really – they weren't a juggernaut that game. It was just the Kansas City couldn't put up any points to, to – combat it so i remember i think it was first quarter maybe really second. Damn it. i don't remember exactly where it happened when the kansas city stopped them on the goal line yeah 
And I was like, okay, here we go. I was like, we got a Super Bowl in our hands. Let's go. No, that was that was their shining moment of the game right there. Yeah. They lost it early and then could never find it back. Mahomes did have some drops. Throw. Did you see that throw when he was like horizontal in the air and still chucked yeah. that ball and it hit dude in the head. Like, mm-hmm. Right in the face mask. Idiot. That was beautiful. Yeah. Mahomes was the only person that came that. to play. I think how many yards was it? Uh, that? Pro, that pro football focus or whatever, uh, the stat tracking. Um, and it's not PFF, but advanced stats or whatever it is, next gen stats. Like Mahomes ran like 400 yards while scrambling, trying to make something happen during that game. And it was like by far the most yards ever ran before like a pass was ever made. Yeah, he had people breathing down his neck or any snap the ball almost mm-hmm. every play. So it was hard to watch. And then it made it a, a bad game. I mean, it was it was good for Tampa Bay fans because they crushed them. Oh, yeah. Other than that, it was a very bad game to watch. Where did that defense come from? At one point in the year, Tampa was like, what, 7-5? and five? Everyone was wondering if they're going to figure it out. They haven't lost a game since, since they're by. Yeah, and I'd have to go back and look at, you know, who they played – you know, I mean, they do have a lot of talent on defense, so it could have just rounded into form, and you know, it all just was good timing. It's all it takes, man. I'd rather have that than setting the, yourself the, up. The so Packers much. could have easily scored thirty plus on them if they had executed. Yeah. So it's not like the defense is that good. Or our offense is just that good. The Saints lit them up twice in the regular season. The Rams beat them. Their offense wasn't even great. So, I, I think the the Bucks got lucky that they went up against the depleted Chiefs offensive line. Because once you get pressure on Mahomes and you play cover two over the top, so they can't throw it deep, it's, yeah. it's a quarterback's Tyree nightmare right there. Game. Yeah. So good for Tampa. I forgot he didn't have a single starting offensive lineman, did he? Uh, I don't know. I, don't I, I know. Both tackles are out because the guard had to move the tackle and then to bring up a, a backup guard. So yeah, it's just not ideal. You could tell it was bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Yep. But uh, right, let's get to our Packer news because there's not really much to talk about in the Super Bowl. Um, the Packers finally make up their mind and hire a defensive coordinator. Um, not really that excited about it. I, yeah. I, so from all the reports that I've read is that Jim Leonard was their first pick and he turned down the job for whatever reason. So then I guess Joe Barry was the second guy. So because Joe Barry got the job. He's Packers new DC. Um, we'll for those see, of you man. who don't know, he was, I mean, he's been with Tampa Bay, Detroit, was he with the Rams? Yep, the Rams. Um, yeah, and I know it said he was the, uh, the Chargers passing game coordinator. And I said that last pod. Um, but that was just because Brandon Staley took him with him to the Chargers. So he never – I was actually a, a coach for the Chargers. He was going to be until Green Bay just got he him. Got him. Yeah. He just kind of took him along. Yeah, he was taking him to his staff. Um but 
I guess. I mean, we won't they, know until we talked see about it. it. Lafleur's got a relationship with with McVeigh, obviously, and and Barry and Averho. So I guess Barry was the guy that he chose. Um, yeah, uh, Barry is mostly a linebackers coach. If you look at his prior stints, oh one to oh six in Tampa, funny. linebackers coach. Two thousand nine Tampa linebacker coach. Then at UFC, San Diego's linebacker coach, and then for the Rams, he was assistant head coach of linebackers. Really funny. Where's our weakest link been? Probably past two years on our defense. Might be that linebacker spot. Yeah. It's a little strange they would go for that. It's a specialty. I didn't even think about that part of it. Yeah. Um, well, because when you Kevin. go to the <clears throat> the defensive coordinator part, because he hasn't been a D.C. before, two years of Detroit, then two years of Washington. So he was with Detroit in 2007, 2008. And their defense ranked dead last in yards yeah. and points in 2007. And they ranked dead last in yards and points in 2008. Yeah, 2008 was that year they went 0 16. That makes me feel good. Makes me feel a little better. I mean, I'm going to pull it up right now. I don't. Uh... Um, so 2007, I'm looking at this Detroit Lions defensive roster. I mean, it depends on who the hell they had, too. Man, I'm not seeing anybody. <clears throat> Paris Lennon. I think he played for the Packers at one point. Oh, Boss Bailey. I remember that name. Sean Rogers. Other than that, that 2007 roster was. I mean, it's it's hard bad. to do something if you don't have the personnel to do it. Even even though I mean that two that 2007 year, I mean they ranked last in yards and points on defense but they had a pretty good offense that year enough to get them to a seven and nine record. Yeah. Um, oh, it then in 2008, quick. I'm looking at the roster here and I don't see any difference. Well, looks like they kept all the same players. And then they, of course, went 0 16, they, their offense must've fell off, which made them severely uncompetitive. Did the Stafford there, or was that young Stafford days? No, that was before Stafford got there. 07 was John Kitna. Oh, God. I remember that. And then uh, they drafted Dan Orlovsky. And Kitna was the backup, it looks like. Yeah, so Detroit, not good years. Really bad. It's, not, it's never a good time when you go last in yards allowed and points allowed. No matter what your your personnel is. So that's not promising. Um, Washington football team is there 2015, 2016. 2015, they were 28th in yards allowed and 17th in points allowed. They went 9-7 and seven that year. And then in 2016, they were 28th in yards allowed again, 19th in points allowed, and they were 8-7-1. and one. I wonder where they've yeah. seen his resume and said, that's the reason we're hiring this guy. I would imagine it has to be a lot of it is. Having trust in yourself and setting him up for success, I guess. Yeah, Lef- I don't know. Before Brian's relationship with him from their days at 
at LA because they were there for for oh they were only just one year together. Um, but McVeigh skipped him around there, so. Yeah, I already read one article, people talking about nepotism, and that's why, you know, Joe Barry got the hire here, because he knew LaFleur, even though his resume doesn't say he deserves the job. Yeah, makes me wonder. It's going to be one of those things we're not going to know until the season starts, so. Yeah, I mean, LaFleur was not a hot ticket item when we hired him as the head coach, and that's turned out so far, so. But, yeah, I'm looking at this for Washington. Um, I mean, the points allowed rankings were better while the years he was there. I mean, he's still bottom half the league. Sounds like a bend-don't-break type defense. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't work when you're still in the bottom half of the league and points allowed. Yeah. But he had some talent at Washington. Will Compton, Rashad Breland. That was a young Rashad Breland probably. Will Blackman, D'Angelo Hall, slayed two good corners. Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, he must have been a rookie that year. Trent Murphy, Ricky Jean, Ricky Jean Francois. Fancy uh, name. Well, damn, they had Quentin, bon- Quentin Dunbar too. Yes, they had a decent secondary there. That or if the oh. offense is turning the ball over a lot, if your defense is out, it could be a lot of things. Yep, and then 16, pretty much the same roster. Oh, Mason Foster, Compton, Breland, Josh Norman, Dante Whitner, Trent Murphy, Chris Baker, Kendall Fuller, Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, Dunbar, Francois. Oh, Colin Jenkins. It must get him right at the end of his career. So they definitely yep. had some talent on this on this roster. I know a lot of these guys weren't in their prime at this time, but they definitely had had some guys that knew how to play football. Yeah, but with all that said, he was still near near dead last in yards allowed, and then in the bottom half in points allowed still. So that's <clears throat> not really finding too many good things. When you look at Joe Barry's defensive coordinator resume. Only thing we can put hope in is <clears throat> the decisions they're making because they seem to be doing the right things every year, but it's got to hold that faith. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think they do something. still that's... trying to get all of his guys in there because Benton was a holdover. I think he hired Meninga, who we just fired, special teams guy. Sometimes. Don't he work brought out. In, he brought in Jerry Gray. That's a, that's like a curse position for head coaching right now. It's Green Bay special teams. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Just, to that higher here in a minute. <laughs> we can hash that out. But yeah, I know last last week on the pod I said that Jerry Gray would would have been my <clears throat> if I had to guess who they were going to hire would be Jerry Gray. But obviously I was wrong, and it just sucks that the Packers couldn't get their guy that they wanted. Yeah. You know, no matter what I think of Jim Leonard, it's who the Packers thought was their number one guy. And they, it always sucks when you can't get your guy. So you're like, okay, we got to get our, our number two wonder, guy. wonder what happened there, like how that fell apart. Or maybe he just wasn't interested. Yeah, because Jim Leonard was the hot name 
from the start. It was like, oh, Packers need a new DC. Jim Leonard is from Wisconsin, coach in Wisconsin. It's just like a match made in heaven. So immediately that was the dream hire. Never worked out. Maybe he was never actually that serious about it. Maybe it was just a whole bunch of media doing their jobs. Yeah. Getting everybody excited. Yeah. So, yeah, at this point, all we got to do is wait and see with Joe Barry. Can't do anything else. Packers made another coaching hire, filling their special teams coordinator spot. They actually promoted Maurice Drayton from within. Um, Mo Drayton, he, he got hired by the Packers in 2018, and he's been an assistant since then. Um, he was an assistant in Indy in 16 and 17, where actually he coached uh, Pat McAfee. Shout out. That's my boy right there. Yeah, Pat's awesome. I love Pat. Um, so yeah, he coached Pat in Indy, and before 16, he was just in the college ranks. We played at Citadel, coached at Citadel once he got done playing. And then I think he bounced to a couple different colleges before coming to Indy. Um, I did read he was a Packers intern in 2011, I believe. Was so. It? So he'd worked with the Packers before. Yeah. Yep. Then he gets hired at 18, and now he gets promoted to the special teams coordinator. A big round of applause. Congrats. I hope he does well. <laughs> you and me both, man. I'm sick of it. The thing was, LaFleur, I guess he thought highly enough of him that somebody else was going to come get him for a special team spot. He wanted to secure that up. So, yeah, he's like, all right, I'm going to promote you from within because I don't want somebody else to take you. So, LaFleur sees something in him. I trust LaFleur's judgment, man. Like I said, for the, any other situation, any other decision he's made, he seems to make the right moves. So, he's got to trust the process. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in stressing over it. He's our head coach. and It'd be different if we were bad these past two years. We've been nothing but great. Yeah, despite our special teams woes. Yeah, and oh, the championship games, man. At least we can kind of say, like, it can't get any worse, right? <laughs> you would like to think that. I guess. I'm, I'm not wanna... sure we could be wrong, but. Don't put that out there, man. Just... I think it'll be okay. If not, maybe I'll maybe I'll apply. I do it. Sure, give me a give me a couple months, and I'll, I'll <laughs> dig in everything I can about special teams. I'll go out there and run one back, man. Yeah, I'll take your head off. Too quick. <laughs> I would I would be murdered. I'd actually stiff arm someone to the ground before I went down. But give me old Derrick Henry. I was watching some Calvin Calvin Johnson highlights earlier so today. Good, man. He retired so young too. He gave some uh, some good stiff arms back in his day. At one point in time, I was hoping we'd get him instead of him retiring. I think if he had Rodgers, man. I mean, Stafford's no slouch, but a lot of people forget that the Packers had Randy Moss. You remember that? The Packers. Mm-hmm. For a week, so a week or two weeks. When was this? This would have been like 
after the Vikings? 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. No, it's 12 or 13, I think. Yeah, he scored a touchdown, didn't he? I don't know. I thought he did. I just remember I was in the military and I was eating in the chow hall. And I remember him being on the team. Um, don't remember that. He should have retired a Packer. <laughs> I'm going to look it up real quick because I really want to know. I don't know if any of these sites would say if he was on the Packers for a game, though, because it wasn't very long. I mean, in the meantime, uh, Aaron Rodgers won his third MVP. Third. Like a boss. Speaking of Pat, he uh, gave his little hype speech for him. Did you see that? I didn't. Why don't you tell me about it? recite the whole thing here we go now uh it was just like a little minute video but pat gets them all hyped up like he always does like he's on the pod i honestly really enjoyed watching aaron Rodgers tuesdays all year now that they're gone it sucks yeah i'm not seeing anything it just sucks i wish Rodgers got that ring along with the mvp man that everything about this year was supposed to be our year our offense felt like it didn't it so potent. Maybe it wasn't Moss. Maybe it was like Owens or something. Or Chad Johnson or something. It was somebody like that. Sounds like you don't know what you're talking about. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm full of shit. I think I do remember. I will, I will research further. I will figure it out and let everybody know. Wasn't it later in the season two when we got him? Mm. I think I vaguely remember something like that. Oh, that was a while ago. So I don't know. He was an old head. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm super psyched for Rogers. I also like how for his little speech, he was just completely like nonchalant, hair looking like shit. I got engaged. <laughs> yeah, drop that little nugget in there. Yeah, this whole time. He just didn't say anything. Wonder why. Just keep Keep that at bay for until the season's over, maybe. And I, I definitely had a few alcoholic beverages Saturday night. So, like, I didn't fully listen to his, like, his speech. Because it, was, it wasn't until the next day that I figured out he mentioned he was engaged in his speech. Yeah. So I was like, what? He said, said it's so nonchalant. Like, everyone already knew. Yeah, well, I was pretty drunk for that. But I didn't even see it. I didn't see it till the next day. Happy for him. He deserved it. I was, I was really surprised that Aaron Donald won Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I was very – I think uh, T.J. Watt deserved that nod before him. Or Xavier Howard, I think. Dude, Watt had a way better year than Donald, I think. Dalton still – or Dalton. Donald still had a good year. Like he, Yeah, not – I think he had 13 and a half sacks, so he's right behind Watt. He just yeah, didn't know. seem as dominant all year. Maybe it's just because we have that recency bias with the, the Packers playoff game against them. Yeah, Maybe that's what I, it is. I just don't think they were – They're, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's well-deserved, but I think others deserved it a little more. Agreed. I mean, you could have gave it to Preston Smith. <laughs> oh, speaking of something that made me laugh, when they post all those pictures of everyone winning their awards, like Rogers MVP, 
Um, someone made a defensive player of the year one and had Kevin King. <laughs> oh, did it? I was so mad when I seen it. He was like celebrating. It uh, looks so legit. Yeah, if only he was that good. That was that was funny. Because it hurt. You'll have to find it and send it to me. I think it was on that Packers thread on Facebook. Someone posted it on there. Oh. Uh, yo, Green Bay Packers fan. fans worldwide. <laughs> Facebook page. We have yeah. to get someone on there to join us one day. I don't just know. Just get man. everyone all riled up one morning and then like get them on here so they can scream at us. Everybody's all riled up right now. I was just roasting a Packers fan on there earlier. Seen a lot of referee talk, Tom Brady talk. That's like. I mean, all these. Like, like what I said in the in the Facebook page as amazing as Packer fans are, we're some of the most like self-hating fans at the same time. Yeah. Like we're I mean, really I- quick to react. We're really critical of every move that our front officer, our coaches make. Yeah. Of how our I'll, players perform. I'm all about talking some shit, but a lot of them dudes, what they say is just completely ridiculous. And every fan base has those, but I just feel like sometimes Packer fans are a little. We're so sour, man. We get so close sour, every yeah, year. with ourselves. And we, I mean, I think a lot of people, especially in, in my generation, probably from pretty much the nineties on don't realize how good we've had it. Yeah. Cause the Packers have been good my whole life since I've been a fan besides like a I'm couple down. of years. Yeah, a couple years right after Favre left, and then a few years. It was a few years during Favre. When Rodgers went down for those two years. Yeah, so, I mean, Brent Hundley leading us. Um, I'm having a hard time breathing right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Are you? I apologize if I'm like. You better get tested. It's not like you have COVID. I hope not. No, whatever you, everything you've been saying, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, old boy, old boy was on there talking about how the Packers. Or he's saying, yeah, he's saying Matt Lafleur didn't deserve the Super Bowl because he spent a first round pick on a quarterback, and he should have been building a roster, uh, a Super Bowl roster for Aaron Rodgers. What about Guntkins? Why isn't he? Met, why isn't he named in there then? Because this dude probably doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, I can agree. And I even told him, I was like, you mean the Super Bowl roster that just got us to the NFC Championship game where we probably should have won Yeah, that roster? Like, that is a Super Bowl roster. What else you yeah, want? We, if we ran it back again, I'd like our chances all over again. Yeah. I mean, you can see right after there the fact that. and, like, think about all the places we could have been better on the margins. But, but no we team's had a perfect Super Bowl roster. across the board. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's what kills me, and everyone's like, go get OBJ. We don't need OBJ. He's just going to disrupt so much. Yeah. That's, that's the last dude I'd want, to be honest. I mean, Cleveland's getting like, super cheap. Right. But, yeah, the two hot names right now for the Packers are OBJ and J.J. Watt. I would rather have OBJ than J.J. Watt. I don't know. Because we might – I mean, 
I do expect us to cut Preston. I don't think he'll be with the team this year. You don't? No, I think they'll cut him unless he reset restructures and takes less money. Yeah. But he's got an $8 million cap hit and we can save that 8 million if we cut him. And he's just not producing for us. Like he had a few glimpses where you thought he was going to come awake and then never did. Especially in the year where the salary cap's going to be down. I think there's, they're reporting that it's going to be around 180, 181, which isn't as bad as the, the 175 they were reporting earlier. Gives um, us a little bit, a little bit extra. Yeah, but yeah, we're still gonna have to make some decisions when it comes to agency. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about that next. I think next week we're gonna do a, an episode focused on the uh, free agency, um, and salary cap outlook for the Packers. Um, and then shortly after that, we can get into the draft stuff because that'll be coming up sooner than we, uh, sooner than we know it. Yeah, our time is flying this year. It's already off to a well I guess I shouldn't say off to a better start than twenty twenty because it wasn't until March of twenty twenty that it shit got crazy. Yeah. So maybe we're just in the preparatory stages right now for twenty twenty one. Yeah. Hope not. Um I do want to shout out to Charles Woodson. First ballot Hall of Famer, well deserved. Mm-hmm. That dude is a beast. Yeah, we know how Aaron Rodgers feels. Said he was the, yeah. the best player he's ever played with, um, including Devontae Adams now. but You know how much credit you should get because being a defensive stud and being recognized like that's a lot harder to do than being like a talented offensive player. Because defense is more individually based skill sets. Go out there and do your job. Especially the position he plays. He played, he played yeah, cornerback is the hardest position. One of the hardest positions to play in sports. Um, you got a highlight reel with us. One of the most athletic positions in sports is you have to stop and turn on a dime and follow somebody who knows where they're going and you don't. Mm-hmm. So, and you're going against wide receivers who are freak athletes these days, man. Yep. It's completely different. Yeah, it's such a disadvantage. So when you find lockdown corners like Jair and Ramsey and guys like that, that's that's why they're so special and why they get paid so much because it's yeah. that hard to do. It's ridiculous what these lockdown corners are able to do. Yeah, he was like a fine wine. He got better with age too. Broke his collarbone for us in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that sucked. Making a play. Yeah, it it was cool to see him, you know, once he did lose a little bit of his athleticism, he moved safety, you know, and then was a really good safety. Mm -hmm. So he was just, he's just an all pro, Hall of Famer in every sense of the the word. No, absolutely. He did it all. He's Heisman Trophy, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Super Bowl champion. He only won that once, didn't he? And that was with us. Depoy? Yeah. Or did he get one in Oakland? I think he only had it once. Let me look at the page. I could just tell you. Uh, well, that year with us that he won it, dude. Nine-time Pro Bowler, four-team first All-Pro, four-time second-team All-Pro, eight All-Pro nods. That's ridiculous. Uh, yep, Depoy in 2009. Defensive Rookie of the Year in 98. 
led the NFL in receptions to those nine. He just had a way to find the end zone, too. Dude had so many pick sixes. Oh, and he won a national championship with Michigan. Gross. Don't like him anymore. (laughs) Jim Thorpe, he's just... I'm in the rough, man. He's one of the best to ever do it at his position. And yes, he's from Ohio. We breed at Ohio. We breed football players. We breed them. Ohio is one of the best states for breeding football players. I think we're up. There. I think it, in the in the ad recent history, it's shot up there. I think. Yeah, I think Texas is Texas isn't even at the top anymore. It's Florida, man. Florida's the hotbed. Put some respect on our name over here on the East Coast. That was one of the things that Ohio State teams, or at least Urban Meyer-led teams, they always recruit well in Ohio because, God forbid, you let some talent in your home state go play somewhere else, and right. then they pop off. I think and a majority then, of people would rather stay around home, too. It just means more to them. Yeah, and then it would, I mean, it would just eat at Urban and that staff just because it's like, oh, wow, we had this great player right in Ohio, and we couldn't find him. Like what the hell's wrong with us? Ohio so State, were, they'll, they'll sit on three talented players at a position. And they, like, they almost they always got anywhere. the Ohio players they wanted. They were that. like they It was a priority of theirs to get every good player in Ohio they could. Because I did a um, – I took a football class at Ohio State when I was there, and he came in and, and spoke a few times um, for us. But his assistant coaches are the ones who coach the class. Um, did you get to shake his hand? No, not that time. But I, I did shake his hand in 2011. I remember that picture. That was when you were still in the military, right? Yeah, I was deployed in Kuwait, and he was there doing some. That was his year in between Florida and Ohio State. He was doing some outreach work. Um, so, yeah, I got to meet him then. But anyways, he would he told us in the class that they make it a priority to hunt out all these Ohio, Ohio born players and keep them in the state at Ohio state. So, but I guess bringing it around full circle, they couldn't keep, well, I mean, that's different coaching staff, but they couldn't keep Charles Woodson in Ohio. He went to the, the complete last place that people from Ohio want him to go. And he went to Fremont Ross High School. OH. You can go and finish that off. I'm not going to. No, that's okay. <laughs> no. But yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go hook I'm gonna go hook up to some oxygen here soon. Yeah, that bad. <laughs> like right in the center of my chest. I need to go get tested. I think I'm just trying to control my breathing so much right now that I just don't want to breathe into the mic. Yeah, it could be. We can just trying to because you're probably mouth breathing right now, aren't you? Oh yeah. (laughs) Welcome to my world. That's me all the time. Got the vid the vid nineteen done got me. Yeah. That's gonna do it for us on here, guys. Uh sorry if the audio sounds a little different. Uh had a little hiccup there at the end decided to die on me right at the end of the pod um but next week we're going to be looking at the packers free agency who we might let go who might be picking up 
We're also going to look at the salary cap, uh, see what that looks like. Um, I know there's some big name free agents out there being thrown around with Green Bay's name, Odell Beckham, and J.J. Watt at the top of that list. So we'll talk about all that next week and get you guys squared away on this Packers offseason. And then soon after that, we'll be moving into some draft work. So if you want to find out who the Packers should be targeting, tune in next in the next few weeks, and we will be getting all into that. Um, please go follow us on Instagram, um, follow us on Facebook. Uh, if you could like and share the podcast wherever you can. Shares really help us out a lot trying to get this out to as many Packer fans as possible. So we're asking you guys for some help here and some shares. But that's all we got for you guys today. I'm signing off for myself and my brother, Jared Lights. Go Pack Go!